I am redeemed. I just want you to tell them that I am redeemed. Because God is a good God. Oh God, thank you. I want to thank the choir this morning for those requests. And they blessed my heart this morning with them. I was surprised, but you sang what I asked you to. So thank you so much for that. I greet all of you this morning with Jesus' joy. And I say it is good to be here. Yes, it's good to be here. I was feeling really good when I got here this morning, but our church was a little bit cold. And now my nose is running, my knees are locked up, and I'm holding on to the podium. But I'm holding in Jesus' name, because I am redeemed. Oh yes, yes, yes. I want to thank our pastor for sharing bit with me this morning didn't have to do it but he did I want to thank all of you for being here listening ears and receptive hearts I bless the Lord at all times he's continually be in my might mouth my spirit my heart my kidney everything that I am is because of him. I am redeemed. Father, I yield myself to thee. All that I am or ever hope to be, now and through eternity, and with your spirit, oh God, fill me. Let me down now, Lord, in your storehouse deep. Till my spirit and soul weep. Hide me behind your cross. Put a veil over me. Use me in your service. And now, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. A very familiar topic this morning. You've heard it read already. But I want to give you the topic that I'm going to be using this morning. We're coming from the first Corinthians, the 11th chapter. And everybody knows that's communion. That's the Lord's Supper. But the topic that we want to use this morning is to eat or not to eat? That is the question. To eat or not to eat? So as we focus on our relationship to Jesus, you need to remember that Jesus closed us in his righteousness and in his holiness. And God sees us dressed in these radiant garments because his son brought them for us with his own precious blood. And until we understand what 
Jesus did on the cross for us, we will never understand how serious the Lord's Supper is. Was it fair for Jesus to give his life for us? It was not fair. But it was a pure gift. You know, Judas sat around the supper table and he dipped bread and drank the fruit of the vine and then he betrayed Jesus. So I say to you, when others treat you unfairly. Remember that Jesus' ways with you are much better than fair. Jesus' ways are peace and love. With Jesus, he poured out and into our hearts his spirit. Romans 5 and 5. And if you are not adequately equipped for your life's journey spiritually, you will grow weary and lose heart. So I say to you this morning, relax and sup with Jesus while he ready you for your life's journey. So by eating and drinking with believers, you are ready for action. You are ready for your faith walk. And by partaking of the Lord's Supper, you show forth his death, his burial, and his resurrection until he comes back. So if you are skipping your spiritual meal, then you are not a part of him. I, I, I don't care what you did last year. I, I don't care what you did last month. I don't care what you did last week, yesterday, or last night, or even this morning. You can solve the problem by self-examination. <laughs> Sunday school was all about self-examination. One accord this morning. The word of God says, examine yourself. So stop being afraid of taking your communion. You ought to be fearful not to take it. God knows what we did. He knows how we did it. He knows when we did it. And he knows where we did it. Is anything too hard for God? Not a thing. Is he everywhere at the same time? Yes, he is. And Jesus died for you. The record is that yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So prepare yourself for the Lord's Supper. Just like you prepare yourself for anything else. You know it's first Sunday. And it is the first Sunday of every month. The table is set for you to remember and to show Jesus your thankfulness 
for what he did on that cross for us. So we have to be bold like that thief at crucifixion. Ask for forgiveness of whatever is keeping you from eating and drinking the bread and the food of the vine. Now the problem Paul had was the people wanted to mix their physical food with their spiritual one. The rich brought their scrumptious dinner to eat before the slaves and the poor people who did not have any food or any drink. And the Bible says that some was full and some was hungry. And then it also says that some was drunk and getting drunker. So the Corinthians were making a party out of the Lord's Supper. So goodwill, what I, I need you to do is to bow your head or lift them up to God and ask for forgiveness. Repent of whatever you did, whatever you done, or whatever you are doing. Stop being sickly as you will be judged. There is a penalty for doing wrong. You need to eat, drink, and be strong in his service. Now God gave us three scores and ten, which is 70 years old. And if you are gone before 70, you died prematurely. We are not the Corinthians. But we are the Goodwill Baptist Church of East Dover. And we want to put Satan on notice that no longer he will have the rule up in here. No longer will he stop us from having our once a month spiritual meal. No longer will he get in our minds and say, you can't eat that. You can't drink that. All he's doing is sitting there smiling at you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Don't let him have us. Keep bothering him. Keep bothering him. Bother him back. So if you don't leave us alone, we're going to change it from once a month to twice a month to three times a month to four times a month. He says as often as we... All the love of Jesus, all to him we owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, and Jesus, Jesus washed it white as snow. Your topic this morning, to eat or not to eat? That's the question that all of you need to ask yourself. And in this text today, 2 Corinthians 11, 23-34, you find Paul discussing this problem. So in 11-34, you will find a problem, you will find a purpose, and you will find a test. Now, if we were in the Space Center today, 
we might hear, Houston, we have a problem. If we got a call from the school concerning our child, you might hear the principal say, Mr. or Mr. Brown, we have a situation. Now Paul is dealing with the Corinthians abusing the Lord's Supper. And so today, Goodwill, I'm saying that we've got an issue. So in my short time of living, and even shorter time of experiencing things, I have seen people struggling to eat or not to eat the Lord's Supper. You know, back in the days, and, and even now, we pass the tray right on by. Or we slightly just wave our hands as to say, I'm not eating today. God knows your heart. He saw what you did, and he has given you a way out. Examine yourself and ask forgiveness. Yeah. We remember that mama them grandparents, they used to tell us, do not play with the Lord's Supper. Well, that was right. Don't play with the Lord's Supper. Take your Lord's Supper. But they used to say, if you're sinning, don't take your Lord's Supper. So we left our blessing on the table. Or we left our blessing, we let it pass us by. Because they have put our fear in our heart that we do not play with the Lord's Supper. But you, you got to think about one thing. But when you think about it, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We, we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Our, our parents, they had good wisdom, but they didn't have the teaching. But now we can get the teaching. We need to know what we are saying and know how we are saying. Sin is sin. And in God's eyes, there's no big one or no little one. Sin is still sin. And that is why God had mercy on us. And he sent us Jesus. And he came and he hung on that old rugged cross to take away the sin of just, not me, but all of us, the whole world. Yes, all of creation. Yes, he died. When you don't take and eat and drink, as Jesus says, you dismiss Jesus from your life. In, in, in fact, you are betraying him just like Judas did. You are to tell him, I am not a part of him. That's what you're saying to Jesus. I'm not a part of you. And you don't want to say that. Because Jesus says, as often as you eat and drink, you show forth his death, his burial, his resurrection, Till he comes back. He also said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm with you to the end of the ages. 
on that same night that Jesus was betrayed. Jesus covered all of us. He covered all of his believers with his body and with his blood. And how long did he do? Until he comes back. You can't be afraid to take and eat. You can't be scared, as Jonathan preached that sermon, <laughs> of the Lord's Supper table, for it is the table of the Lord that will get you from earth to heaven. Oh, yes, it is. So the most important fact involved in the table of the Lord is that he is the Lord of the table. It, it is Jesus' table. Jesus instituted it. Jesus sanctioned it. Jesus suffered for it. And then Jesus prepared it. Paul did not receive his information concerning the historical details of the Last Supper from any of the apostles. Paul got his information from Jesus himself. Jesus taught Paul about the Last Supper, about preaching, about the death and the resurrection of the Savior. Jesus did. Paul was also dealing with the love feast, which they were celebrating right before the Lord's Supper. And those self-centered Corinthians had totally involved themselves in the, law, in the love feast that they ignored the saints and the Savior. And as a result, some was well-to-do, you know, the rich who had lavish meals, they stuffed themselves and they drank. But the poor and the slaves will go away hungry. And so Paul rebuked them because they were doing wrong. In other words, how can you call this a love feast and there's no love? Where is the love? And you full and I'm hungry. There's no love there. But love feast should mean everyone should eat. Everyone should be cared about. Everyone should be sharing in. You, you know, we don't want to get like that story with Tyler Perry, the haves and the have-not. If the have-have, then give the have-not too. Amen? Amen. Yeah, Paul was angry. He was angry. And he, he told him, listen here. If y'all going to do this, go home and eat. Go, you got a house? Go eat and drink in your house. When you come together as a church, there should not be any division around the table. And on top of that, some was drunk. So the wine bottle, the champagne, everything going on, partying in the house. The problem, Goodwill, is not if you are drunk Saturday night or even have side effects on Sunday. 
<laughs> we listen to 1 Corinthians 11, 23, 34 every first Sunday. Either Deacon Pearson read it or Deacon uh, Duran reads it. And we need to show ourselves approved to God. Unless we come together and study, we're not going to know what's going on. We've got to learn how to study to show ourselves approved unto God that we might be a worker that need not be ashamed, but that we can rightly divide the word of truth. We got to see what the setting is. We got to read more than that little bit that, that we're supposed to be reading. Well, this is what the, the, the topic came from. And this is where you got to read to know the setting. You got to know the context. And you got to know some interpretation of what is being said. And you don't have to be smart about it. Because God says, if anything you need to know, ask of him. Ask for understanding. He'll teach you. Do you think he taught Paul and would not teach you? No respect a person. He'll teach you too. Yes, he will. If we know better, we would never pass up our opportunity to eat the Lord's Supper ever again or have our Holy Communion. Stop missing your blessing. And you know that he didn't bless me. You missed it. Hallelujah. Read what the problem was back in the day and discern that problem today in your life. The bread and the fruit of the vine are memorials and they are not sacraments. The memorial take place because we have already obtained grace while the sacrament is performed to obtain grace. Now there is a purpose for the Lord's table. In scripture, we are told to look back. For as often as you drink, eat this bread and drink up this cup, you show the Lord's death. He wants you to remember what he did for you. So we have to look back. And then we look inward. And the reason we look inward is let a man examine himself. When you look in the mirror, see what's wrong. Just don't see that you're pretty or handsome. See what God has in store for you. He's there to help you going and coming. So you have to look inward and examine yourself. And this is the test. And right there gives you the right to always, to always eat the Lord's at the Lord's table. Never miss your communion again. Learn how to commune with God. Hallelujah. Ask forgiveness. Mean it in your heart and eat and drink because you are covered. And, and then the next thing you need to do is to look forward. You got to look forward. How, how long do you have to look? 
Till he come back. Till he come back. So if you do these three things, if you do these three things, you will know that you'll need to eat and not to eat. <laughs> you will know. You look back, you look inward, and you look forward. And heaven is your home. And as I leave you with two kinds of individuals that are forbidden to partake of the Lord's Supper, and they are the unsaved and the unclean. And Jesus being as lovable as he is, he gives us an out with that. To the unsaved, Jesus gives us John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And to the unclean, he gives us, Jesus extends 1 John 1 and 9. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We've always got a way out. We got a, Adam sitting in the garden in Genesis. He gave us a way out. Through the woman's seed. He gave us a way out. And Jesus came along and did exactly what his father did. So our church covenant. Oh yeah, this covenant. I, I wonder how many of you really pay attention to what you say. This covenant is our agreement with Jesus that we will do what is right concerning ourselves, our church, our finances, our family. We're going to watch over them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to stir them up. God is good. Ain't he good, y'all? He is good. Hallelujah. Sure enough, good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Remember to eat your Lord's Supper. To eat or not to eat. That is the question. Now, do we have any questions today? We're going to do what? Eat. Ask forgiveness and eat. Don't miss your blessings. All right. Thank you so much. I love that. 
house where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the Till my trophies at last I lay out. I will cling to the perfect gift that he gave that he gave unfairly because he took our transgressions our shortcomings our wrongdoings our sin our evil and paid the price for it now is your opportunity to give your life to Christ to accept that gift to make him the Lord of your life now is your chance
Is there one? Is there one? Don't be afraid to accept him as the Lord of your life. Don't let this moment pass to say, I surrender to you. if you'd like to come to the altar for prayer you can come up and we can hold hands and agree together and go before the Lord and ask that what you wish of him because there's power when we come together unified as we speak to the Father person next to you as we go before the Lord. Dear God, we just thank you. We thank you for your son, Jesus, dying on the cross for all of our wrong. We thank you for following after your will and doing that which you asked him to do. And now, Lord God, as we, your people, stand together United, we ask for those who have not yet to accept your son as the head of their lives to submit, to surrender, and to let them lead. Let him lead over their life, Lord God. We stand for loved ones and friends who've not yet accepted your son. And so we know, Lord God, that you have the power to move in them, Lord God, to show your power and to show your love so they might submit. So we pray, Lord God, that they find you and they accept you into their lives. For those who are recovering from surgeries and aches and pains and illness, we know that you can provide healing. And we can claim that healing through the stripes of your son, Jesus Christ. And we just claim victory over those things in the name of Jesus. For those who are in need of a financial breakthrough and trying to figure out where it will come from, open up the windows of heaven and pour it out upon them, Lord God, so they don't have room enough to receive. And when they are blessed, we pray that they share their blessings with those around them who are also in need. And they can build them up where they are weak. For those who are worried and stressed and fearful, Lord God, let them know that this is all your plan. And that you are in control. And that they can take rest and lean into you, Lord God. And be carried in your mighty arms. 
for those who have lost loved ones, who are sad and mourning. Let them know, Lord God, there is peace in you. And that your Holy Spirit still resides in them. And it still comforts them. And death is a part of life. And that we too will one day come home to spend eternity with you. But during this time of sorrow, comfort them, Lord. Give them joy and give them peace. And for our leaders here in the church, in the school systems, in the governments across the world, let them lean not to their own understandings, but follow after your will, Lord God. And do that which you've called them to do and use the authority that you've given them, Lord God, to do your will. We ask these things in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. getting ready for the Lord's Supper on tomorrow evening at the hour of 6.30 at the New Light Beulah Baptist Church. There will be the World Day of Prayer. World mean world. So we will be praying for the eight continents of the world. So if you have time, please come out and join in with us as we pray for things around the world. Amen. Good. 